Today we are uh, continuing our series on the Holy Spirit. So can I just dive right in today? Is that okay with you guys? Can we just jump in? Uh, we're gonna continue our series. I'm gonna ask you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter three. 1 Samuel chapter three. And, uh, and today is week three of our series on the Holy Spirit. And uh, remember week one, we talked about who is the Holy Spirit. This is very important, and uh, some of it seems very basic, and for a lot of people, it is basic. And listen, if you hear babies crying today, you're just gonna have to deal with it because they're allowed to, all right? It's just all good, uh, no worries there. Um, but, but week one, we were talking about, you know, just the Holy Spirit um, and who he is and, and how the Holy Spirit is a person. Remember, the Holy Spirit is a person, and the Holy Spirit is also God. Do you remember that? And, and I, I, as basic as that sounds, I had a lot of people come up to me and say, you know, that really helped me because uh, remember I said the Holy Spirit, we can't look at the Spirit like, like you know, Luke Skywalker trying to, trying to bring the force in and, and you like, like a mystical cloud that just sweeps in. No, the, the Holy Spirit's a person and the Holy Spirit's God and therefore you can have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And, and today we are gonna talk about how we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We're going to look at ways that God speaks through his spirit. We're going to look at how we can know whether or not it's actually God speaking or if it's just, you know, the, the, the hot wings you ate last night just kind of gurgling around and you think you heard something, but uh, it's really not God. There are, there are some things that, that you can, uh, you know, kind of see and, and determine, is this, is this God? And so I'm excited about this series, and so today we're going to dive right into 1 Samuel chapter 3, and uh, if you are there, say go ahead. If you're not there, say hold up. I'm going to go ahead then. 1 Samuel chapter 3 in verse 1, it says this, now the young man Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. Uh, Eli was uh, the priest and, and had some problems because his sons were rebellious and he kind of dealt with the situation wrongly. And, uh, and so there, and really the whole book of Judges uh, is really kind of a dark book because it's really dealing with Israel's rebellion during this season. And so now is this, this time where Samuel is, uh, is being called and it says this in verse one. Now the young man Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare. In verse two, and at that time Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim, so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel and said, here I am, and ran to Eli and said, here I am. For, I, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And so he went and laid down. And verse six says, and the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I didn't call you, my son. Go lie down again. And verse seven says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Verse eight, and the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And Eli perceived this time that the Lord was calling the young man. And therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and laid down in his place, and the Lord came and stood, calling at as other times, 
and said, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak for your servant hears. And then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I am about to do a new thing in Israel, which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Would you pray with me just for a moment? Father, I just ask in these moments that you would come. Holy Spirit, that you would speak, that you would till the soil of our hearts, Lord God, and if there are uh, just blocks and walls through, through uh, just past situations and, and denominational things and religion, Lord God, that you break it down and just have your way in this place right now. Come and speak, come and encourage your people today in Jesus' name, and everybody said, talking about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I want to start by saying this. This is the basic truth that we all have to come to understand. It's really deep, and it's this. The Holy Spirit is still speaking. <laughs> it's like we know it, but we don't know it. The Holy Spirit is still speaking today, and I'll take it a step further and say this. I would say that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you every single day. Every day, the Spirit is speaking to you. You need to know this truth, and you need to live aware of this truth. I remember uh, some years ago when this, the revelation of this truth, see, you know sometimes you can know something, but it's not like revelation to you. The, 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 the reality that the Spirit was actually speaking every day and that I just needed to live aware of that fact, it changed everything for me. I remember then being able to go into restaurants or go wherever I was and be able to, to, to just think, God, are you saying something to me right now? Lord, what are you saying? And, and realizing that God is always trying to speak to us through the Spirit. Why is this important for me to say? Well, because many churches and many denominations think that God stopped speaking when the Bible was canonized. So what happened is, is about 312 AD, uh, you had a group of people at the Council of Nicaea, they get together and they say, hey, look, man, people are starting to believe all kinds of stuff. We need to kind of close this thing up and say, hey, what are the books that are gonna be considered to be the very breath and word of God? And so under the inspiration of the Spirit, they, they kind of decided these things and closed the book. And many denominations, even today, would say that when that happened, God stopped speaking and stopped working miracles. And many denominations who would consider themselves to be cessationist, just mean, the word cessationist just means cease. It means to cease. So God stopped speaking and God stopped working and working miracles. Why though? They would say, because we have everything we need written in this book. And I would say that I want us to know that at Generation Church, we 100% disagree with that belief. That we believe that God is still speaking and we believe he's still working miracles today. And here's why I think that, because it is not, miracles are not just what he does, it's who he is, and, and speaking, you know, it is, it is something that he would have to cease to be himself in order to stop working miracles and speaking to his people. Can you imagine, all through the Old Testament, it was God's desire to be in the midst of his people. Whether it was in the temple or the tent of meeting, uh, God, his presence was in the middle. He wanted to commune with his people. And you actually think that, that thousands of years ago, he would say, oh, we got our Bible now. I'm going to just shut up for a while. Have fun. I gave you the book. 
Come talk to me in a couple thousand years. Hope everything works out for you. No, as a matter of fact, we see, you know, in Acts chapter 2, he, he, Jesus said, I'm going, but chill out. It's okay, because when I go, I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send the spirit. And he's actually going to empower you to, to complete the ministry that I've started. And the way I look at, look at it is that until the, the, the kingdom has been completely established in the work that Jesus started, until that is finished, we desperately need the power of the Holy Spirit. We just do. It makes no sense to me to think that God would stop talking. So what I'd like to do today is, is uh, look at the life of Samuel, and I want to look at just some things that Samuel was doing uh, early on in his life uh, that you and I should be doing to position ourselves to hear from God. And then I want to look at some ways that God speaks to us, and then I'm going to close out today by, sh by just kind of talking about um, how, do, how do we know it's God. And so what I'd like to do is, uh, if we'll go back to our text in, in 1 Samuel, just some things that he was doing early on before he had the spotlight. And just so you know, Samuel was one of the greatest prophets in Israel. Samuel was actually the one who would grow up to uh, approach Jesse and say, it's time to appoint uh, the next king. I need to see all of your sons. And he was the one who heard from the Lord to go out into the shepherd's field and pull David in and who would anoint David to be the next king. So Samuel was a prophet. Samuel knew what it, was, what it meant to hear God's voice. But see, when, like, when, when I'm looking at men like that in the Bible and women, I wanna trace back and find out what were they doing before the spotlight was on them? What were they doing when nobody was watching? Just like Joshua, we see, oh, Joshua led the children of Israel into the promised land, great. But what was he doing before he had that role when Moses was still alive? Well, you know what he was doing? He was, he was in the presence of God. He was in the temple. He wanted, to be near, uh, he wanted to be near the presence of the Lord. And so I wanna just look at Samuel's life for a moment. And here's the first thing that we notice in verse one about Samuel's life. He was under spiritual authority. I want to look at verse 1. It says this, Now the young man Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. Under Eli. This idea of, of positioning yourself under spiritual authority is not talked about very much, but it is something that I'm going to talk about today because I think it's so important. Why do I say this? Because today, especially in American culture, with young people especially who are feeling a call to ministry, you are trying, most people are trying to find the quickest way to the microphone and the stage. And you don't realize that you have to align yourself first under spiritual authority. But we, we don't like that, do we? We don't like to position ourselves under spiritual authority. Over the, the past years, you know, that uh, my wife and I have been here, I, I, had, I was under my dad who started this church 13 or so years ago. And... Uh, you know, there were times when we were trying to make decisions together and ultimately he would say, I just think it should be this. And, there, and many times I'd say, you know, I'm not really sure about that. And, 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 but, but, but the bottom line was I honored him. I was under his authority. And I want to say this too. I'm a better man today because of my honor for those who've been over me. As a matter of fact, I am standing where I am today. I believe, I believe because God through his spirit allowed me to honor those people that he placed over me. 
I could go on. Scott Camp, who's one of our overseers here at the church, has been a voice in my life. And there were seasons where, just to be honest with you, I wanted to quit. And, and I called him and I said, Pastor Scott, I'm done. I'm just being vulnerable with you. I'm done. I can't. Th- th- Listen, they did not prepare me for this in Bible college. They didn't prep me for all this drama. And there were just pressures and times where I'm working three jobs and I'm, and, and, and you know, it was just the, 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 the pressure of the season. And I'd say, Pastor Scott, I think I'm done. And in a loving way, he would, he would chime back into me and say, oh no, you're not done, sir. You're just getting started. Now you press in and keep trusting the Lord. And it was my, it was my ability to submit under the people that God has placed over me that has allowed me to be in the position I'm in today. I had somebody uh, one time say, hey, I feel called to preach. And I said, well, how do you know that? He said, well, you know, there was a time when I was, I was hearing you preach and I thought to myself, I think I could do that. We need people over us to speak into our life, don't we? And we need people who will not just tell us what we want to hear. Come on, somebody. We need people who will say, oh, no, actually, I think this is not wise. I have people in my life. I have people in my life who, if I'm, if I'm getting off track, listen, they will put me in check. I promise you that. But you know what? I honor that. I need that. And you need it, too. He was under spiritual authority. I was thinking about it this way. For a lot of people, for a lot of people, the reason you haven't moved up is because you won't move under. The reason God hasn't moved you up is because you refuse to sit under. And I've seen over and over people who are, who are now, you know, getting just older in age who have, who have wasted their anointing because they think they should have the spotlight but are never willing to sit up under authority and honor people. It's quiet in here. This is so important, and I know it's not talked about a lot, but listen, God has called us to to sit under and get aligned and get aligned with the right people, to sit under people. You say, well, you know, what if I don't agree with, with something that someone over me says? That's okay. Honor them. Honor them anyway. So we see Samuel was under spiritual authority. Here's number two. He was also positioned in God's presence. Look at verse three. It says, the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. So so we see that Samuel had aligned himself under Eli to serve God through Eli, but then positioned himself in the presence of the Lord. And I, I, I just feel, I feel like this. When we talk about hearing the voice of God, how in the world can you hear and understand the, the Holy Spirit's voice if you never get into his presence? And so a lot of people say, yeah, but I go to church every single Sunday. And, and, and I would say back to you that being close to God does not take the place of being alone with God. 
You can come to church and feel God and you can participate and worship and know that God is in our midst, but that should never take the place of your secret place. It says over and over in the New Testament that Jesus would get up early and he would leave the disciples and he would go away to a a desolate place and there he would pray and listen. And then he would begin to say things like, Father, I will only say what I hear you say. And you can't hear what God says if you never get away and listen to him. So he was positioned in God's presence. So he aligned himself under Eli, and then he aligned himself in the presence of God, and I believe it was his right alignment that led to his assignment. You see, a lot of us, were like, oh, I just wanna know, what does God want from me? What's, the, what's my purpose, and what is it? And you're not willing to get under proper alignment so God can't reveal your assignment to you. So I think if we understand spiritual authority, we get into the presence of God, we will begin to position ourselves to hear the voice of the Lord. Number three, look at Samuel. This is is a simple one, but he was listening. Look at verse 10, it says, and the Lord came and stood calling at other times and said, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak for your servant hears. Speak for your servant hears. I pray right now that this most simple truth would land on every heart in this room, that you would learn to tune your ear in to the Spirit and just say, speak, Lord, for we are listening. Every Tuesday uh, here at Generation Church is kind of staff day. And so we have a lot of people around here and, and uh, we, um, it's when we're planning all of our stuff. But we start Tuesday right here right down here, and we we pray and we worship together. And almost every time that we do that, I will start, like I did last Tuesday, uh, I just felt like God wanted to speak something. Well, how many of you know he's still speaking? And if we'll listen, we'll hear. It's crazy. It's a crazy thought. And so I said, hey guys, before we go about all this planning and all this stuff, I feel like God has something to say to us. And so we're gonna spend about 20 to 25 minutes and I put some worship music on and I said, we're just gonna walk around and pray and worship. But then I want there to be moments where you just say, God, speak to me right now, speak to me. And I said, I said this, I said, and we're gonna come back and and it's gonna be amazing because God's gonna speak to you guys. And guess what? That's exactly what happens. So we walk around here and we're praying and people are, are listening and worshiping and then we'll come back together and one by one people will begin to say, man, I really felt impressed that the Lord was saying this and it's amazing that everything people are hearing, it aligns itself together and weaves itself together. It's almost as if he was really speaking. <laughs> but we over-spiritualize this. And we say, it can't be that simple. There should be at least two hours of praying and fasting before we actually get a word from the Lord. No, you just got to listen. You just got to say, okay, we're positioning ourselves in your presence. And we are listening. We are listening. How many of you say, I'm going to listen this week? I'm going to listen this week because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And there are people in this room from all kinds of backgrounds. I don't know what you've been told, I don't know how you were raised, but you need to know this, God loves you. 
God has a plan for you. God has equipped you, and he desires to speak to you every single day. And if you will listen, he will lead you. He will lead you by still waters. He will quiet your soul in seasons of turmoil. If we would tune our ear in and listen to what he is saying. What I'd like to do now is get very practical just for a few more moments as we kind of, you know, begin to land this plane. Four ways that God can speak to us. And let me say this, there are many, right? So don't send me an email that, well, he can also speak this way. And I know he speaks many ways. These are just four ways that God, I have found that God speaks and, uh, and, and I think ways that we need to be aware of. And here's number one. This is a really deep one. God speaks through his word. God will speak to you through this book. It blows my mind how many people that I have sat across and who have said things like, well, I'm just in a season, and you know, I'll be honest with you, Pastor Stephen, you know, you talk about how God said this, and God spoke this, I don't, he don't talk to me like that. I don't, as a matter of fact, I can't remember the last time I heard a word from God. And then every single time, my response will always be, when is the last time you got in your Bible? You say, oh, but that's just, no, 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 that's the word of God. And let me illustrate this for you. There will be times where I'll be, I'll feel overwhelmed or I'll just be in a season. I'll go before the Lord and I'll open my Bible. Let's say to Psalms 23 and, and I'll read and it'll say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And those words will come into my spirit from God and he'll say, I'm your shepherd. You don't got to worry about anything. He will lead me beside quiet waters. And all of a sudden, it's as if his voice is speaking and his spirit is bringing peace into my life. Why? Because this book is actually God's word. Like, I'm coming real simple today. But if we don't position ourselves and posture ourselves and say, I'm going to listen to you. And let me say this too. Every single morning that I get in this book, Every time I start by saying, Holy Spirit, open my eyes, open my heart, and open my mind to hear your voice through your word in Jesus' name. And I'm, I'm, I'm not jumping right in and, oh, I just got to read my chapter like we do if you're on a Bible plan. So I just got to read real quick. Or you could pause and you could say, Holy Spirit, speak through your word because you have to know he desires to he's not up there and he's like well you know I wonder how long I can hold out on this one from speaking to him I'm going to just see how frustrated I can make him no he's longing to speak to you so he speaks through his word he can speak through dreams and visions there's been times where I, I'm not one who dreams like every night. Like some people, man, they just can, they're just dreaming, writing stuff down. I'm not that person. But there have been some key things in my life where I'll have a dream and, and it, will, it will be a confirmation for me on something God has already been telling me. 
He can speak that way. He can give you visions or word pictures. And we're gonna talk about that next week, actually. I'm gonna talk about spiritual gifts. And I'm gonna actually go through some of these spiritual gifts that some of y'all are nervous about. And we're gonna see it and talk about how it could practically look in your own life. God could give you a picture. God could give you a vision. You don't have to be freaked out about that. That doesn't mean you're gonna be in public and all of a sudden you're gonna go into a trance and like, you know, you know. Grab the microphone. Thus saith the Lord to Publix, repent. Again, this goes back to week one. We're so afraid that, that the Holy Spirit's gonna make us weird. It's just not, it's, it's God who wants to speak. You can trust him. So he speaks through dreams and visions. How about this one? He speaks through life circumstances. The Holy Spirit will speak to you through your problems through your problems. As a matter of fact, I think most of the time we waste our problems because this is what happens. We'll get pressure in our lives. Man, why is my wife acting like that? Why my kids are all this? My finances are this. And, and what we do is we complain to everybody else and we ask questions like this, why? Why is this happening to me? Why is it not happening to that person? I go to church more than that person. I give more than that person. I read my Bible more than that person. Why am I going through this? Why, why, why? And the whole time, God's trying to actually speak something to you. So what I wanna do is help you stop asking why and start asking what. When's the last time you actually said, man, it's a, it's a tough season, Lord. What are you trying to say to me through this? What are you doing? in my life. Lord, give me ears to hear, even in the midst of the noise. And you know, I find that most of the time, your, your problem is a, is a training ground for you to hear his voice better. I, found, I have found that he speaks the loudest in our pain. It just so happens to be also the time we're not listening. But if we could switch things and say, okay, I'm going through this, but I'm gonna position myself. God, what are you saying to me right now? I'm telling you, you would begin to hear things. There were so many seasons with my wife and I that we've gone through some difficult seasons, whether being in Central America and going through a lot of things down there and, and uh, going through miscarriages that, that we've walked through, losing a home in Hurricane Katrina, and, and just, this just seasons in life where we're like, man, I don't even know, like, it just seems like nothing is working out right now. And we have learned just to lean in in those moments. And I, I, I just, I have found that he is speaking, he is speaking the loudest through your storm. We just need to learn to listen. Amen? How about this? God speaks through other people. God speaks through other people. God could speak to you through me right now. God could speak to you at a small group. That's why it's important for you to be in a small group. God can speak right into your season through someone else. And you say, well, I've already tried a small group and I didn't like it. There's 42 more that you could try. <laughs> like, you, well, that, there was a weird person in my group. <laughs> they might have thought that about you. 
So try another group, but get around some people who you can trust and begin to grow with and who can speak to you. God speaks through other people. As a matter of fact, I think it's kind of funny sometimes. I've had people actually come up to me after service and get angry with me because they thought that someone told them or someone told me what they were going through and I preached my entire message to call them out. (laughs) Seriously. You think I'm playing. Like really angry. And I'm like, sweetheart, I just would never, ever, 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 ever preach to hundreds of people to call one person out. I'm going to call you out face to face. (laughs) I'll just pull you aside and say, sweetheart, get it together. Why? Well, but see, here, here's what we need to know about spiritual authority and positioning. God, if God has called you to this house, see, this is what we need to understand about the Spirit speaking. You don't know this, but all week I am praying and I'm saying, Lord, you know every single person in, this, in these rooms, all services. You know every single story and every person. And so what I'm asking you to do, Holy Spirit, is speak to me so that what I speak meets them exactly where they're at. And because God has called you here and he speaks to me sometimes for you, you're sitting there sometimes being like, how did he know that? Was he calling me out? No, God's calling you out. It's just the way that he designed, it's beautiful. And there's so many times where I've been sitting under someone who've been saying something and they didn't even mean it that way, but God will use it to speak to me right where I'm at. Because he speaks through other people. Get into a small group. It's important. Lastly today, I want to help us really just figure out how do we know it's God's voice. And I, I think over the years this has been, very, this has been uh, helpful for me. How do we know it's God? You need a word from God. You feel something when you woke up in the morning. How do I know it wasn't bad Chinese from the night before? Heartburn. Or somebody comes up to you and says, I have a word for you. Anybody ever, that's happened to you before? I have a word for you. We're going to talk about all that next week. How do we know it's God? How do we know it's not ourselves, our mind, or, or the, the devil? So here are just three, three things that will help us. Here's number one. If it's God, he always gets the glory. I've started asking this question. I'll hear a word, somebody will have a word for me, or I'll, I'll, I'll sense something from the Lord, and I'll ask this question. Who is getting the attention from this? Who gets the glory from this? Because is this all about me and my ambition, or does Jesus get noticed somewhere in this? If God, if, if God is getting maximum glory, it's probably him. It's probably him. So, so God will get the glory. Here's the second thing. There will be peace. There will be peace. I've learned that God confirms his word with his peace and his presence. And I have had times where somebody will come up to me and say, Pastor Stephen, I got a word from God for you. 
and they will begin to speak and listen. I listen for the voice of the Spirit every day. We're friends, by the way. You can be too. It's not because I'm special. I just position myself in his presence every day. So I've learned his voice. And there's been times where somebody will say, I got a word for you. And they'll begin to say it in about three seconds. We'll go about, after about three seconds, I'll know in my spirit. Shot block. And I can stand there with a smile. Thank you so much for that. God bless you. But in my mind and in my spirit, it, there's been a spiritual shot block happen. Have you ever been, <laughs> this is not in my notes. Have you ever been in a prayer meeting and somebody started to pray something that you're like, that's not God. You know how many times I've spiritually shot blocked prayers? They're praying for something and I'm praying against it. I'm like, Lord, that is not from you. So right now I just pray that you just, that, that is not you. And in Jesus name, just silence that person right now. And then I'll have moments where somebody will come up to me and say, Pastor Stephen, I got a word for, for you. And they'll start to speak and in about two seconds, I'll feel the peace of God and the presence of God. And I'll know this is a word from God. If you're needing, if there's a situation in your life where you're like, man, I'm not really sure if I should do this. This has helped me so many times. It was very practical. When we moved from, from Central America, from the mission field with my, my son, Caleb, we felt God calling us back here to help my dad, you know, in Pinellas Park, never been here before. We, we didn't get a sign. Like we didn't, there wasn't like a billboard that it was like, go to Florida, 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 Florida. I, I was never in my quiet time and had my Bible open and fire came down into my room and said, move to Florida and be a pastor. So then I'm like, okay, well, how do we know? We feel, we feel like God might be leading us to this. And so here's how I, we, every night we would, I would get with my wife and we would hold hands before we told anybody else about this. We would hold hands and we would pray and we would say, Lord, is this you? And if it's you, give us your peace. We feel like we're gonna walk in this direction and that's, that's all we know right now. And we're gonna trust you. And so we're gonna start walking in this direction. And God, as we go, I don't even need you to give me a sign. I just need your peace because that's a sign enough. And what I've noticed is in the times where we, we're, we're missing it and we start to walk in a direction that's not God, it's like symbols going off. So his no is so much louder than his yes a lot of times. His yes can be a leading whisper, but you get off track and it's like a shout. So you can know it's him if you feel his peace and you feel his presence on it. And lastly, and this might be the most important, his voice never violates his word. And you say, well, that sounds very simple, Pastor. I remember sitting at a Panera Bread not far from here across from somebody who was telling me a story and, and some things that God was doing in his life. And he began to say this to me, Pastor Stephen, 
I feel like the Lord has spoken to me and released me to begin a relationship with another woman who's not my wife. And I said, oh, okay. Well, I said, somebody told you that. It just wasn't God. I'm not doubting the fact that you heard that. You, you may have heard that. You just didn't hear that from God. Because 100% of the time, God will never speak something to you that's contrary from this book. Never. Oh, but I feel, I don't care how you feel. <laughs> Come on, feelings come and go and they change every day. That's why he gave us this book to keep us on track. And I'm thankful for this. His voice never violates his word and that's why you should line every prophetic word up to God's word. In closing today, this is all I want you to know. I want you to know that God is speaking to you the Holy Spirit is speaking to you every single day of your life. This week, my challenge for everybody here, maybe you're visiting today to see these beautiful babies get dedicated. That's for you too. Live this week aware that the Spirit is speaking to you. If you're going through a difficult season, stop asking why and start asking what. Start asking, Lord, what are you saying to me right now in this season? And understanding that He desires intimacy with you. Get in His presence. Find somebody who can speak into your life. And I promise you, your life will be better for it.